I will be depicting and analyzing the Madonna of Chancellor Rowan of 1435. Van Eyck produced numerous religious paintings throughout his career. This depiction of a donor seeming to greet the Madonna and Christ Child was commissioned by Nicholas Rowan, a powerful figure and patron of the arts in the Netherlands. Rowan owned many vineyards and served as Chancellor to Philip the Good. This painting is an example of the holy conversation genre most popular in Italy. It might also be seen as a donor portrait of Nicholas Rowan. The painting is almost square at 2 feet 2 inches high by 2 feet wide, split vertically on the left and the throne of wisdom echoing the Byzantine presentation of Mary as Theodokos or mother of God on the right. The formal frontality of the medieval tradition, however, was replaced by Van Eyck's engaging realism rendered in a three-quarter full-length portrait. It was commissioned to hang in the Chancellor's Prayers Church Notre Dame in Autumn, where it remained in the church burned down in 1793. After a period of time, it was moved to the Louvre in 1805. The Rowan Madonna is a very complex painting, and the notion of distinguished symbolism is equally applied here. There are overt and personal references to both the Old and New Testaments, which created additional layers of meaning between the figures. The solemn chancellor dressed in a gold brocade garment trimmed with milk fur is known kneeling to worship the infant Jesus and Virgin Mary. The central position of Mary, mother of Christ, is emphasized by her heavily decorated velvet robe with embroidered quoting, quoting the glories of creation and elaborate bejeweled royal crown carried by an angel with rainbow-colored wings symbolize the link between earth and heaven. Jesus blesses Rowan with the gesture of the benediction while holding a silver orb symbolizing the world with a gold cross as a sign of his earthly and spiritual power over all the creation. A trio of Roman arches visually links the figures while providing an overt reference to the Holy Trinity. Carved figures on the calm capitals depict scenes beginning with the Genesis and continue through the fall of man and exposition from the Garden of Eden. Therefore, the narrative reads from left to right, from the earthly sin to spiritual grace and salvation represented by the holy figures. Despite all the details, these figures do not directly gaze at each other. In a 1968 article for the Art Journal, art historian Marvin Felheim and F.W. Brownlow discussed a small detail. They wrote, one is bound to notice sooner or later that the Chancellor's slightly frowning face is directed not quite to the Virgin, but it seems toward the source of the light that illuminates her face. He cannot see them. He and they belong to and exist in different kinds of reality. They share the same place, but not with the same modes of being. He is of earthly realm and physically present, while the divine figures are on the heavenly realm and represent focus on his prayers. As Erwin Panofsky noted in Van Eyck, then all meaning has assumed the shape of reality, or, to put it another way, all reality is saturated with meaning. The imaginary architectural space, a common figure of Van Eyck's religious paintings, is set with an expansive and equally fictional landscape. While the architectural style of the distant town suggests the Netherlands, while suggestive of Burgundy or the green, hilly countryside of Musée 
is not true to any known location. The scenery in the background suggests bustling activity, but upon close inspection, a similar division of secular and spiritual populace of each side of the river. Behind the chancellor is a village set against lush rolling hills, perhaps indicative of Rowan's properties, while the other side of what some scholars describe as the River of Life is an ornate Gothic cathedral. A common style of Van Eyck was to use the Roman architectural style to denote both the Old Testament earthly world while the Gothic represented the New Testament and the glory of heaven. In Valentine Dennis's 1961 book, All the Paintings of Van Eyck, noted almost incredible love for detail brought by Van Eyck to his work. The arches frame the view into the landscape, literally creating a picture within a picture, a common motive of Flemish art. The enchanting small enclosed garden, full of birds and flowers, each with notable symbolic contents, lilies of purity, peonies to represent paradise, and wild roses to symbolize suffering of the Virgin. Striking the viewer is Van Eyck's differentiation between exterior and interior light. The golden rose light of the rising sun contrasts the cooler tone light of the interior space. Strolling on the bridge near a small group of peacocks, medieval symbols of immortality, and the all-seeing eye of God, two figures look out at the expansive vista. Notably, one of the figures wearing a striking red chaperone, leading many to wonder if the artist has again inserted himself within the composition. The main source I used for this depiction of this piece of artwork was www.louvre.fr slash virgin chancellor roland.